back to Feedback Loop. I'm Joey. And I'm Jeremy. And this week, we're talking about an album that I picked. Jeremy didn't pick it. I picked it. It's by the band Soilwork, and it's called The Panic Broadcast, and it's pretty cool, man. It's, it's, is it? I don't know. I think Is that it what is. you think? You, you mentioned last week that uh, this album or band, I guess just this album really, had yeah. some sort of significant impact on your life. Oh, yeah. Or, or came to you at a significant point in your life. I'd say the second one is more apt. Like, it it didn't, like, blow my mind and change the way that I think about the world or anything. But, right. like, the first, time I, the first time I listened to it, it, I was just at a very impressionable age. And it just mm-hmm. really stuck to me. And uh, This album came out in, what, 2010, 2011-ish? 20, think, it came out in 2010. I'm thinking the first time I heard it was 2011. Okay, so that was... You were a senior in high school. Yeah. Yeah, I think I had actually... Because that would have been junior, senior year. So I think I was... I think it was It was in the fall, so it would have had to be... I would. Have, I was a senior. Yeah. Well, in 20... Yeah, yeah, late late 20... Because I graduated yeah. in 2011. So, yeah, that makes sense. You, you were just at the beginning, the first half of your senior year. Yeah. Impressionable. Yeah. In, in, in the high schools, as yeah. kids are, as and they do. I don't know. Just, like, the imprint it left on me will, I'm sure, be felt forever. Like, when I listen to this album, I'll I'll, I'll get into my feelings on it more, but it's just, like, right. it's very, it's a very, like, nostalgic album for me. Okay. Okay. Is this, uh, I, I, I vividly remember, we have discussed this a few times, I think, you went and you saw Kill Switch Engage and Hate Breed. And uh, was it all that remains similar bands like that? Is that around the same time period? Yes. Yeah, actually, one of our, I know the concert that you're talking about, if you're talking about a specific one. Yeah, I was. I uh, saw Killswitch Engage. You've mentioned it a few times. All that remains. Whitechapel, which I didn't care too much about. They were, they were just kind of there, but Cannibal (laughs) Corpse was the big one because I was super, I was super into, (laughs) still am super into Death Clock. And uh, right. corpse like George Fisher, Corpse Grinder was like the the model, I guess, for uh, Nathan Explosion. So yeah, there's some adjacent season and some crossover there. Yeah, between between the Metalocalypse and Cannibal Corpse that go further than just inspiration. Yeah, so. definitely. But that was my big thing. I was like, I get to see Nathan Explosion. Kind of, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. It's it's the fake, the fake real Nathan explosion, yeah. <laughs> as opposed to the real fake Nathan explosion. Which, oh, man, guys, you should watch Metalocalypse because that's it. what we're talking about this episode yeah. instead of the, the panic broadcast. <laughs> oh, uh, explain this album art. I was going to, but there's a lot going on here, and I feel like you're probably better better suited to describe what's going on on this album cover. Well, I it's okay. So like, it's it's super <laughs> weird. And I, 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 it's vaguely Eastern, I guess. Like yeah. there's some like eight Chinese looking dragons or something. And there's like, mm-hmm. man, I'm trying my hardest not to there's be like. There's some, some sort of like Sultan figure. Yeah. Okay. There we sit, go. Sitting, sitting on a throne. I'll stick with that. I was trying not to be like, say the wrong thing and be super culturally insensitive. Yeah. I mean, we're going to come off that way because we're Americans and that's yeah. what we do. But it's like, brand for us. he totally looks like some sort of like seer, like a sultan, or like yeah. you'd see over here, like a fortune teller, or something. Like, right? He's got like a headdress on. Yeah, he's got some some dangly bits on his uh, on his chest. Yeah, like I don't really know how he's wearing some robes that seem fairly ornate, but also kind of brownish and bland. For some reason, it makes me think of that story. And I don't know if it's like a common story, but they talk about like the first guy who tried space travel was like some from like some ancient Chinese dynasty. He just sat on a throne and like attached a bunch of fireworks to the bottom of it. Like that's what it makes me think of simply because of like the dragons next to it, the big throne. And like, I don't know. That's just kind sure. of what it makes me think of. It's a very fantastic uh, album art. There's a lot going on. It's kind of hard to unpack yeah. accurately. Just go, just Google it. Soil yeah. Work, the Panic Broadcast. Yeah. You'll find it. Yeah, I'm, I hope you'll find it because I found it. So if you don't, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. I mean, sometimes, you know, if, if you're 
I, I was, I was going to try and work this in. Yeah, I knew you were. I was like, where are you going to go? I was thinking the, wheel, the wheels were spinning, and, and I, you weren't I, going I, I was too late. I was, I was too late for the kill. I, I, I was moving around it and kind of kind of watching it from a distance, and I went to pounds. I was too late for the kill, but I was early for the slaughter. Okay, there you go. You brought it back. You brought, brought it back. back. We yeah. salvaged it. Track number one, late for the kill, early for the slaughter. What do you think? I get this. This I don't know. I don't think it was, was from the album art because I wasn't necessarily looking at the album art, but it starts with this this kind of like ethereal Middle Eastern ish uh, intro to it, mm-hmm. and then it comes in with these slapping blast beats. It's got this this good old melodic death metal guitar gallop and, and a bunch of melodies and stuff. It's very much drew my mind to that kind of you know kill switch engage and, and like trivium and and stuff like that. Yeah. As far as as the music, I really like the chord progression in the song. I like the vocal harmonization in it. There's some pretty dope guitar solos. It seems like <laughs> a thing. Do they have two guitarists? Uh, yeah, two guitarists I'm pretty sure they do. Because that's the vibe I get. They're in each of the songs that have solos. They're like two solos back to back that sound distinctly different to me. So it kind of gives me the impression there's two different guitarists. But maybe just one guy doing two different solos, and that's fine too. Well, I know they have two guitar players, like at least on tour. So I would imagine they record. Yeah, well, I would imagine they would have at least a, a rhythm and a lead guitarist, yeah. if not two leads, or, or maybe they do the kind of the the Metallica thing where James Hetfield also gets his own solo sometimes. But uh, we're not talking about Metallica. Yeah, we we've dallied <laughs> enough, Jeremy. We have. We keep dallying. We're stalling. We're talking. I I enjoy the song. Uh, it's it's like I mean it's it's good old melodic death metal. This is yeah. this is the genre, and I think this kind of is is not to get ahead of myself, but kind of the epitome of that kind of huh. feeling and and uh, and music. Lyrically, uh, it's kind of deep. This whole album has a lot of similar <laughs> has a lot of similar themes. Mm-hmm. Um, this one before kind of getting into, I think it, it took me a couple tracks to like really sink into what was happening. But the song immediately gave me themes of rebirth. Yeah, and it, it seems like he's saying that somebody killed him or his his solar personality, and he didn't realize it at the time. Hence, being late for the kill. Uh, but now he's back to reclaim himself and get some sort of vengeance on whoever did this to him. Obviously, this is probably a metaphor for personal growth. Like he's been dead to the world, and now he realizes that he wants to change, and he feels like maybe he's wronged himself or has been wronged by others, and just really wants a, a new lease on life. Is kind of the vibe that I got from this this first track. Yeah, definitely. So like that theme of rebirth, I've, I guess I can't 100% say it's right, but I've always got the feeling based on some stuff in other songs that it's regarding uh, addiction. Yes, I came to that conclusion, I think in the third track. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, it's just a theme that around the time that I was listening to this for the first few times, not necessarily in my senior year, but like the, maybe the year after that or two years mm-hmm. after that, it was a theme that kind of like hit my life. Like I knew a lot of people who were dealing with it. I luckily never really had like the issue with like, I don't know, all the hard, like hard drugs that I knew people were doing, but like right. just to be around it and know a lot of people who were going through it and having s- lesser but similar struggles of my own. It's kind of like just it was a very cathartic listen once I like yeah. paid attention to the lyrics. One like this dude's voice though, the way he does his vocals is just so nice. Like I, I there's just something that I really like about it. The way mm-hmm. I don't know because a lot of melodic death metal, it's there is a distinct separation between singing and the screaming almost, right. but. I feel like the way he sings, he kind of blends it. Like he does a lot of like distorted singing. And yeah. I really, I don't know. It's just a sound I really like. And uh, there is one thing in particular in this song that just gets me every time. It's so there's riffs, like whenever it first comes in and it has this solo guitar riff, it's like, there's nothing else in it. And then the whole band kicks in with it. And at first, the drums are playing these super fast blast beats over the riff. Mm-hmm. And then the riff repeats, but the drums change to like some sort of weird like halftime double bass thing where yeah. it's like it bottoms out. And I'm just like, oh, that feels nice. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 that good old, you know, death metal feel. <sighs> and it's, it's the epitome of it. it. It does it very well, I think. Well, you know, 
maybe uh no shit dude like it's it's too obvious it's like too, when, when, yeah. when when we start to like transition into that like well okay i guess we're moving on to the next track uh, <laughs> i guess we we got to balance you know the two two parts of, of of my existence here you know two lives if if you will um, yeah. and they're going to have some sort of reckoning like i i don't know i feel like by the time we've finished recording an episode of the show we've gone through like two lives worth of of reckoning different segues holy shit man how did you do that? that? I'm saving it again. Track number two. How did is you do two, two lives worth of reckoning? <laughs> How did you even do that? Uh, I'm on another level tonight, Joey. I'm you on are, another dude. level. I'm on like an extremely low level. Apparently, I'm on some sort of stupid level. <laughs> Speaking of low levels ish, uh, I don't know. This one had that kind of like classic lo-fi slash like headphone sounding intro mm-hmm. thing where where you, it, it sounds kind of like washed out a bit, and then it builds up into like this hi-fi kind of drop into the actual song. Uh, it's pretty pretty cool. It's it's kind of a dated technique, I think. Yeah, which is strange, but uh, I don't know. It, it works, and musically, this track's pretty much as expected. There's a lot of uh, aggress- aggression in the verses and then very like melodic choruses and stuff. Honestly, I'm not a huge fan of this guy's clean, clean vocals. And a lot of the choruses, it feels kind of uninspired to me. And it's, it's pretty much, maybe this is just rollover hatred. I don't really like the band trivium. I think <laughs> their, their old music sounds way too much like Metallica and their new music yeah. just doesn't do it for me. And I feel like their, their newer music sounds a bit like this. And I think there's just some, some kind of blending there that I don't really like. I'm going to break down everything you said piece by piece because <laughs> I have why I'm wrong. No, you're right. I've never cared for trivium like ever. Okay. So, and it's, I find Are we it going to derail and talk about trivium here. No, we're not. Or are we going to keep, keep it related to soil work? But I agree with you there. I kind of agree with you in that this is the direction, like trivium ended up sounding similar to this. Right. And I agree with you definitely that this is a dated technique, and you can hear that. You can definitely hear that. Even it, I think it was dated even when this album came out. Yeah. Like, and you hear it so much, like that. It even does it on uh, "Late for the Kill, Early for the Slaughter." Really, like the intro is kind of a slightly lo-fi, just the guitar part, and then the whole rest right. of the band kicks in. This one, it kind of does that, but more so, and then the whole band kicks in. But I like this dude's clean vocals and maybe it is uninspired. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It just feels like it, it doesn't stand out to me amongst the sea of other similar sounding bands to me. Like yeah. not, not talking about his, his capabilities per se, but just, I don't know. There's something about it that like the, I guess it's just power metal yeah. kind of stuff in general that I'm not really crazy about. Uh, I will say though, the guitar fills and the guitar riffs on the song and the guitar solo, like all of it's fucking great. Yeah. I really like the guitarists the, and, and the vibes that they put out in, in this, this whole album really. Yeah. The music, like, I don't know. I gained a, I used to be super in love with the vocals, just the mm-hmm. way they sounded, the way it all felt, the listening yeah. to it again, I'm more, I care more about the music than I do the vocals this time. This time okay. around. Well, I guess. now I don't feel like such an asshole shitting on music that you that you have such high nostalgia for. <laughs> oh, I still have super high nostalgia. Like listening to this whole album was a huge experience, especially because this is such a fall album for me. Because yeah, like that's just the first time I listened to it. I was driving around. It was cold outside. I would roll the windows down in my car and just like I don't know. It was it was such a good album when it came out. Just because I would have like people in my car were all just like, this was one of the first albums that I like showed to people. It mm-hmm. was, I don't know. I was around that time. I had kind of come from like, I listened to a lot of like punk music. Like that's what I listened to on my own. And then yeah. metal was kind of just a thing that like people that I hung out with listened to a lot. So then I kind of got into it because I was like, yeah, I mean like it's cool music. And I never like some of it I would search out, but, typically what I searched out wasn't what they were searching out. Like I was looking for like, like I listened to a lot of like the pagan metal, like folk death metal type bands and stuff. And they were more like American death metal. Yeah. Type stuff. Almost groove metal. Yeah. And 
I don't know. This was just like one of the first albums that I like listened to. And I was like, shit, man, I got to share this with people. And we would like <laughs> load up in my tiny ass Honda Civic. Yeah, and just like I remember that car. <laughs> just drive for like three hours. And it's like, I don't know. It just this album very much takes me back to that to a point that like it fills me with like a palpable like I don't know if it's anxiety or what. But like it's it's beyond a nostalgia, I think. Yeah, it transports your mind back to the yeah a specific instance in time, kind of a thing. Yeah, there's a specific song later that comes up later that it actually like I am not only am I thinking remembering, I am actually in my Honda Civic. <laughs> That's exciting. <laughs> uh, lyrically, though. Uh, similar vibes on this one. It, it at least that's what I was getting at this point. It seems like he had been forced into some sort of lifestyle that he didn't want or he didn't choose, and he's kind of exhausted with trying to please everyone in this lifestyle. And maybe he's trying to find this third option, so to speak, and and finally going his own way. And I thought this is the first time where I thought maybe there's some sort of religious context in this. And again, we talk about this a lot. Maybe it's just because of where we are and how we were brought up. But it, it kind of gave this like forced religion vibe. To me, obviously, at this point in the album, I hadn't connected the dots that it was about drugs that comes in the next track. Mm-hmm. But so I and but I think the the religious context kind of comes up a few times throughout this album. So maybe there's a little bit there as well. Yeah, I definitely think there are religious like in the way that maybe the guy who wrote this is like a religious guy, right? But yeah, I don't know because that's the thing. Like you can definitely tell the difference. I never I I'm gonna sound like mean here or something but whenever i get a whiff of like religion actual religion in music it kind of mm-hmm. instantly turns me off of it okay like that's interesting I'm, I'm curious to see what happens later in our in our seasons episodes and our, our podcast life because there are a couple maybe just one i don't know we'll, we'll talk about one later. <laughs> I, I think i'm gonna try and bridge that gap yeah a little bit but yeah, this this one, like at least whenever it's like they're trying to have like that sort of message. But like whenever so I could, whenever somebody who is religious writes a song and incorporates right. it naturally, then it's fine. But it's like I don't know, I don't know. That's just me ranting and trailing off. So yeah, like, I think I think we could we can talk about that another another day. Yeah, perhaps. yeah. But uh, I sorry, I just got too caught up in the thrill of it all. So <laughs> yeah, there's there's I mean. That's it's it's okay. Passion passion makes good it, for good entertainment. Yeah. I think it comes across well, like track number three, which is called the thrill. Boom, I'm back. You back, baby. Good thing I got the easiest song to do that. <laughs> yeah. I, I really like the intro to the song. Again, they, they like all their songs have these very like specific intro sections. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like this one. It has like a lot of guitar noodling and some vocal awes, and you hear just bum bum kind of thing going on uh and then he screams watch me now and it just fucking kicks in i just i don't know i really like the build up and the, and the introduction of the song um the chorus again it's clean and it doesn't really do it for me but uh the guitar licks in the song are great i like the bridge where he kind of like breaks everything down and then kind of builds it back up for this final chorus so structure wise and musically i enjoy it but again i don't, I don't know there's something about his, his his clean vocals and the choruses that don't really do it for me well, that's fine. We can agree to disagree, but I'm like the music on this. I don't know. Just like the jumpiness of the guitar in the verse where it's like yeah. very like chuggy, but it's not like, I don't know. It's like, dun, 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 and it's, I don't know. It just feels good. It makes me want to move. Like, yeah, it's uh bodies by drowning pool. You know, you just there we go. <laughs> God damn it. That's no, it's it's fine. That that'll be our next album. After <laughs> I'll, I'll just pick that one at some point. I'll we'll yeah. just listen to it. <laughs> no, no, no offense if you like Drowning Pool. We, yeah. We're not we're not throwing shade. I mean, I can't. Yeah, I'm not gonna more. lie. I rocked out to Drowning Pool at least one well, time yeah, in my didn't? life. I'm sure. Who didn't, man? <laughs> the whole album was was it Sinner is the name of the album? I think. I think yeah, uh, with the weird blue fucking yeah. dude on the front. Pretty, pretty okay album, like, yeah. in retrospect, but at the time, yeah, it was fucking great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyways, back to the thrill. Uh, this was, is the track that it kind of, like, pretty obviously uh, stood out to me as being about drug habits and, yeah. and getting sober. And I, I kind of noted that perhaps this was a life that he was forced into 
that led to him dying and realizing that he needs to change how he's living. And, and I think all of this album is, is talking about that struggle of moving on and thinking you've moved on, but also getting pulled back in and stuff. But yeah, this one is just, it's pretty much just him saying like, I'm, I'm ready to fucking change. I, I want to be rid of this kind of addiction and this, this crippling drug habit kind of a thing. Yeah. It's definitely, uh, I don't know. There's a lot of parallels and it's weird that I, it's something I kind of put together as I was listening to it this time. There's a lot of parallels between the addiction that he's speaking about and my like feeling towards this album, because there's a lot of like, it's good to have nostalgia, I think. And it's good to look back on things fondly, but Mm -hmm. this, how I mentioned like uh, the palpable feeling, and it feels like I'm actually there. There's part of me that wonders if that's healthy or not, because I, right. it's something that I've kind of been noticing as we've been talking about albums on here, that I gravitate towards nostalgia a lot. And I mean, even a lot of uh, genres that I listen to, like Vaporwave and stuff, are kind of built on nostalgia. Yeah, and- I think that's I think that's probably a bigger discussion. Maybe we can do an episode just on <laughs> breaking down, like what nostalgia means but i i don't think it's necessarily unhealthy i think that like when you are young and impressionable it's a lot easier to have vivid 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 experiences with discovering music yeah and i think that's that's a great thing so maybe it's just that you're you're not as as naive now and so finding new music that actually interests you might be a little bit harder to do or or stand out a little bit less maybe it's just because you're trying you're oversaturating yourself I know this year you, you set out to like listen to a lot of new music and, and yeah. maybe maybe you haven't kept up with one album every day. But yeah. like I, there, I, there's this fear that I have that comes with oversaturating. Like if I'm listening to so much new music, I'm not letting anything really sink in. I'm just kind of moving on to the next. Yeah. And the next and the next kind of kind of deal. But again, that, I feel like that's a whole episode <laughs> in itself that we that we could talk about. Uh, that, that should be the name of this have. episode. Not uh soil work the panic broadcast it'll just be discussions for another episode <laughs> <laughs> discussion for another episode that, that's that's the name of the series that we do when we're not talking about albums yeah i like it discussions <laughs> for another episode uh but until uh, i got nothing you got you got something on this one <laughs> well i mean i don't know what your favorite movie is but i know deliverance <laughs> is mine <laughs> <laughs> god damn it joey <laughs> Okay. All right. I'll let you. I'll let you have it. Track number four. Deliverance is mine. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. Again, I like the intro section in this one. It sets up the chord progressions and the melodies, and it's it's pretty good. I feel like I've heard this song before. Yeah. Especially in the pre-chorus where he says, "Now where do we go?" Mm-hmm. Um. That just seems familiar. There, there. There's a guy that I used to work with a few years back that would listen to this kind of music. And he's the guy that listened to Disharmonia Mundi. Okay. So I feel like it was probable that one day while we were out getting lunch or something that he, he played a couple of songs by soil work. Cause there are a few songs on this album that I, that feel vaguely familiar, at least with the melodies and the chorus and stuff. But uh, maybe it's just cause it all sounds generic to me. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I'll, I'll straight up admit it. Like I, I found it hard to write notes as for this album as the songs went on mm-hmm. because a lot of it is just kind of right. repeat. Like the song structures are pretty predictable. The right. like, there's like you said in every song so far, there's a, there's an actual like intro part where it's like, okay, this is the intro. The rest of the band comes in here. This is the first verse. Right. This is the pre-chorus. This is the chorus. Oh, it goes back to verse, but then there's a bridge, but then the chorus comes back. A solo chorus done. Like right. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. You pretty much just described every track on this album. Yeah, but and it's there's definitely something to be said about the fact that every song keeps up with that. But I mm-hmm. feel like there's there's plenty of points on the album where they just like it's it's a common structure for a reason. Like it works and they, they worked well with it. But after, after listening to a bunch of the new music that you've like suggested this year, just that I've suggested, like tried to listen to myself this year. Right. It's like, it seems like music now is more 
it mixes it up more, I guess. But uh, yeah. At, regarding this song, it it has a very good feeling to me. Uh, there's been a guitar solo in every single song. Mm-hmm. I think there's actually a guitar solo in every single song on this album. But this one's it's kind of a little short, which kind of was a nice little break, honestly. But uh, at the end of the song, I really just like the end of the song. I like the way the song goes out. I like the chorus, but you don't like the dude's voice, so you know. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead. It doesn't mean that you can't enjoy it and talk about why you like it. I like it. I don't know. There's something that he does, and it's just whenever his voice gets really high, which it kind of does in this, whenever he says deliverance is mine, it's mm-hmm. it gets higher, and it, it's just kind of broken. Like I just like the distortion that it does in it. It's like it's layered, but right. it's also kind of not. And it's something that, just for me, having tried to learn how to sing things like i've never taken lessons or anything but i've watched i've watched youtube videos or whatever sure i'm just like how do you how do people get that type of voice and like the distortion that he can get is something that i at least my 17 year old self aspired to get yeah and i i think there's that's part of like a naivety i think with being young and and easily inspired by shit like that and that it sticks around and like you you have those kind of role models and you you want to be that but there's also this kind of there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes it's not like it's just that dude yeah. walking into a booth and singing it there's a lot of like mastering and there's a lot of production stuff that goes on to to help bolster that kind of feeling I think that and you can, obviously you can't do on your own at home kind of yeah. thing, especially now when you're 17. Yeah. It's especially when I didn't even have like an actual computer. I think, I think I still have the laptop that I had then. <laughs> like I, I'm pretty sure I am reading notes off of it right now, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's, but yeah, I couldn't have done any sort of mastering or anything, but it was like, these guys were definitely just like an idealized version of who, the 17 year old metalhead me wanted to end right. up being like whenever I listen to these songs, I feel the wind at my back. Like I'm standing up on a stage or something. And it's yeah. like, like I'm at a, like a festival or something, or like, I don't know, uh, around where we live and in, in Louisville, you know, we, we already said whatever, but, yeah. <laughs> but sure. the, they have waterfront Wednesday and you can go out there and it's always like windy and it's in, it's later at night, so it's kind of cool, and it's just and it's I don't know. I've seen a lot of decent, decent to good shows there, but it's always feels good, and it's a feeling that mm-hmm. I remember because I always used to think I want to be playing that music there, right by the like right by the river, and it's just all like everybody's out there just having a good time. I can feel the wind blowing all around. It's kind of cold, but it yeah. it just feels great. So this is definitely a discussion for another episode, but I'm curious if you were guaranteed that level of success in writing music today, would you still want to emulate something like this album or would you change genres or, or have a, a more unique kind of deal today? W- would Joey be okay with being a soil work sound alike on waterfront Wednesdays? Absolutely not, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I don't know. And that's the thing. If uh, it's a discussion for another episode, you know, yeah. I'm, leave it there i'll leave it there but yeah okay. no no <laughs> good interesting interesting and insightful i think uh but but you know when when you're when you're out there on waterfront wednesdays and everything's just kind of the sense the aromas everything the night just kind of like comes in clean and it's 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 a good feeling it is great being, feeling. being there just experiencing life experiencing like, the night coming clean yeah like in track number five <laughs> Which is titled "Night Comes Clean." Put them, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> We're getting them, getting them done. Uh, another great intro, I think, to to this track. Uh, it's got like the stomping of of booted feet, mm-hmm. is what I put yeah. on the thing, and it has this kind of like dope groove metal riff that comes in, and it's it just feels good to me to, to just kind of like bob to, you know. Uh, the layered vocals in the verse is creepy and cool. I I, I thought it was interesting how they produced this track. Um, I feel like I've heard this track before as well, at least in the chorus. But again, I, I don't know 
if that's because I've actually heard them before or if it's because it all kind of blends together. Also, I feel like there was a few days where I didn't listen to this album, so maybe when I came back to it, I was just remembering the time that I had listened to the album because <laughs> that's how long weeks feel to me sometimes. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, Especially, I don't know. It, it's it's pretty okay. I, I like the guitar solos. The second one specifically in this track is very like mellow and vibey that I thought kind of felt a little bit out of place, but it was nice and refreshing kind of a kind of a deal. Yeah, there's a few things that feel out of place on this album. Not necessarily just in this song, but I agree with you. Like, I don't know. Just having two separate guitar solos kind of is like... Right. It's kind of like, why? But, I mean, <laughs> it's like, their guitarist is very talented, and it's like, yeah. it sounds cool. But uh, what I like, I do like kind of the marching beat, because, yeah, it does sound like there's boots marching, and it kind of keeps that feel with the guitar... It's mm-hmm. through the, I guess it's like the verses and uh, the, what the chorus is just so nice to me because it does what it did in the last one where he has a really, <laughs> it's like very high register and it's, I don't know, just the sound, the distortion in his voice. This will be the last time I harp on it until a Doubt few it. songs from now, okay. and, <laughs> but it's just, it, it just gets me. It's so nice. And, oh yeah, the post-chorus, just, for some reason, it gets stuck in my head. Like, (laughs) I only say post-chorus because I'm looking at the uh, lyrics on Genius right now, and it's like, chorus, post-chorus, verse two, whatever, whatever. But the part where he's like, we're exploiting our fears, bringing fire to tears, like, yeah. Obviously, he sings it way cooler than I just did. But yeah, you just made it sound like it was a pop song. <laughs> it could be, like honestly. Yeah, that—that's a discussion for another episode. That is, that is indeed. <laughs> because I love that. Yeah. Okay, but I mean, yeah, it's, it's just melody, right? It's just vocal yeah. melody. Exactly. Ah. <laughs> Sorry, I, w- I didn't mean to keep poking the bear. <laughs> I want to say so many things right now. <laughs> Maybe next week we'll just have an episode where Joey rants about vocal melody and whatever else we've almost discussed this episode. <sighs> okay, but okay, but yeah, it it kind of changes feel like this song too. It changes feel around like three minutes and it gets kind of somber, and that's like when the guitar mm-hmm. solos really start. But uh, I just like that feel, and lyric wise, it I think it keeps in with the addiction theme with the theme of rebirth but kind of right before the rebirth i guess like it deals with i don't know if it's loss or just kind of just the changes of like losing losing something or just at least transitioning to a new part of your life and Mm -hmm. which this is another thing that kind of strikes a chord with how i feel about this album because it takes me back to such a specific part in my life that is so different from the life i live now that I don't know if the nostalgia I feel is in a way mourning for not having that part of my life anymore, or if it's just strictly nostalgia, but I don't know. There's just a lot of parallels and the fact that the album deal seems to deal with addiction. And that's kind of how I feel about it. I don't, I don't know. It just made me think hard about it (laughs) too hard, probably too hard. Yeah. I, I definitely got the same similar vibes. It seemed like, Initially, at least to me, I got the feeling he's talking about how he has lied and hurt people he cares about because of those vices, Mm -hmm. and he hates that he's done that to them, so it hurts him in turn, but at the same time, he keeps giving in, and he doesn't really know how to break the cycle, but then the the more I, like, read the lyrics and the more I thought about it, I I feel like this song maybe isn't about himself, but, but a loved one of his that is dealing with the same issues that he has dealt with. Yeah, and and seeing them struggling to come clean and, and to sober up, and seeing people around him doing that, and it breaks his heart because he was there and he knows what that feels like, and and watching everyone else that he cares about having similar battles just 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 hurts. It does hurt. It definitely hurts. It feels bad, man. But uh, you know, whenever you just hit that that threshold of pain. If, if you've already experienced it, you're well-versed in it. So, I mean, you're sort of like the king of that threshold. That's true. And, and it just it makes it... have some insight for people. Yeah, definitely. You always want to speak with the king of the threshold whenever you're having those <laughs> issues. Yeah. 
emphasis on King of the Threshold. Because that's, <laughs> that's track number six. <laughs> it's kind of working. It is kind of working, I guess. Yeah, I don't, I don't fucking know. We're, 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 we're figuring it out. Yeah. Uh, this one has a cool drum fill to bring in the song. Yeah. Instead of kind of the, the typical guitar intro thing that they got going on. It's got more groove metalish riffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, the chorus is harsh in this one, which is a nice change in my opinion. Yeah. Because uh, I, I do like his harsh vocals more than his clean vocals. Uh, the post-chorus bridge is also pretty dope in this track, I thought. And I really like the, the vibey guitar layer under the outro section. Where yeah. He's just screaming, so let me. Um, it, I don't know. It, it, I thought it was like a nice touch. Just kind of like... It's kind of kind of vibe guitar under all of this harsh, aggressive metal music stuff. But. Definitely, like I like how they kind of kept. I I'm not gonna act like it's some sort of big artsy thing. I, mm-hmm. I feel like I always like talk stuff up <laughs> because I was about yeah, to be that's like, what, that's what we're on this podcast for. We're for sharing music that we love or that we loved and and we're excited about. So yeah. talk it up as much as you want. Well, it's just like the way because they do it in the chorus too. Mm-hmm. is they have kind of like a ringing guitar or like, I don't know if it's a guitar piano or something over it and the first chorus. Because this song, I feel like it just builds and builds and builds and gets kind of harsher. And then mm-hmm. it kind of pulls it back a little bit, but then it comes back even more. And it's like the first chorus hits and it's pretty pretty intense, really, I guess. Right. And it's got like this nice little light ringing guitar thing kind of going over it that keeps into the next verse. And it... It's like the song restarts almost with the intensity level, but it keeps that hangover, and I just mm-hmm. have always liked that. But uh, yeah, pretty cool it, structurally. Yeah, it is nice to have something harsher after all the melodicness going on mm-hmm. before, uh, and it's it ends on a little acoustic doodad kind of. I don't know. I, I I'm too excited, honestly. <laughs> because well, I you don't we we don't gotta we don't gotta dwell on this too long. Oh my uh, god! You can just open the floodgates and and let this river flow. Uh, okay, I will. Oh my god! I, I love this track as well. Just to, okay. to off, I, I I really do love this track. This this might be my favorite track on the album. But go ahead, gush. Oh my god! Seems, it seems like you're ready to just gush this track. I, I am. This song <laughs> is like. This is the song I was talking about, where it's like, when I listen to this song, I am no longer a 26-year-old a who <laughs> has a child and a house and a and is in a committed relationship and a stable job. I am a 17-year-old smoking a pack of cigarettes that I bought from some sketchy market yeah. that shouldn't have sold, been sold to me, <laughs> driving a 15-year-old Honda Civic or... 18 year old Honda Civic that barely runs anymore with a pack mm-hmm. of my shitty, like, shithead friends in the back. And we're all, like, just, I don't know. Just vibing. Just vibing. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. It is never in my life have I heard or had a song that so vividly transports me back to a moment in my, t- in my past as much as this song. And it just. I don't know why it's specifically this song because there's so many other great songs that I still love in other ways more than this song that yeah. I found then, but it's just like, this is the song that does that for some I, reason. I can totally see that. And I think perhaps the reason that this song specifically stands out is because the song musically stands out on the album. Yeah. It, it like, it has a very chill change of pace for the, the introduction it's got an acoustic guitar and some like vibey reverby lead guitar melody and the song kicks in and it's very optimistic sounding. It's very mm-hmm. like major, major key. And like the song notably feels a lot happier or more optimistic than the rest of this entire album, I think. Yeah. And so maybe, maybe psychologically this is going a bit too deep, but like maybe this is, this is the high point of the album and it's the best, the, the best memory you have associated with a good feeling of being back in the day. Whereas like you feel a little bit guilty for, for having that much nostalgia for the rest of the shittier moments kind of a thing where this one's a bit more optimistic. So maybe you feel like there's a, a it's okay to have that deeper connection with this yeah. track because it's a bit more optimistic perhaps. But I think, uh, I think you're right. 
it's just just I'm not I'm obviously not a fucking psychologist. I can't be psychoanalyzing you or, or anything like that. But 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 it makes sense because this track, like I said, it's super optimistic. It's very upbeat and happy sounding. Uh, I really like the main verse riff on this track. I like the lead guitar melody. Despite the chorus being clean, I actually like it too. There's a lot of layers to it, and it doesn't overstay its welcome. Uh, the post-chorus and the bridge has this kind of different feel, and I can't really place it, what that feeling is, but I do enjoy it. And then the last verse is just this nice reverby acoustic, and then you get some bass and some strings even mm-hmm. swell in there for a bit. And it just kind of like gives you time to reflect and breathe before that final chorus comes in. And then the outro is the same as the, the introduction with the, the nice pleasant acoustic and the lead electric guitar kind of a thing. Yeah. Ah, I couldn't have said it better myself. But I'll, I'll say some things. <laughs> I'll add some things. I guess, sure. I don't know, not add. I'll just say I mean, my is. own things over here. I don't know. Yeah, but, but, but it is, it's additional. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like this song, I, it just changes up so much. Like, yep. it starts off on the acoustic. That, that I will rise the bridge. I guess it's the bridge. I will rise up once again. That part. It's just... It's a completely different feel than the rest of the song, obviously, because mm-hmm. it's the bridge. But, uh, <laughs> but just yeah, the ending to this song where he does that verse under the acoustic guitar—it's yeah. the switch from that verse back to that final chorus—is just—it haunts me <laughs> to this day, oh. and it's just—I don't know—you can't sleep at night because of it. I just will never be able to objectively look at this song. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Uh, the lyrics, I, I analyzed a little bit more on this one. Uh, it, it seems to be another song about rebirth. Again, that's kind of a common theme here, mm-hmm. where it seems like he fell into his destructive habits again and he wants out. I think the second verse specifically has a nice touch in tying back to the first track on the album. Uh, he says, as the river meets the sea, that's when the ghost becomes my belief. Will it wash up, serve in need? bring the harvest without greed and late for the kill early for the slaughter, which is the first track he mentions dragging the waters, t- trying to find his own body, essentially trying to reclaim himself. Whereas in this track, he's made his way down the river all the way to the ocean, hasn't found his body. And he's kind of hoping that his corpse is going to wash up on the shore so he can reclaim himself from the hell that he's been through. Yeah. And there's also that additional layer, I think of some religious context here when he says, you know, that's when the ghost becomes my belief baptism also being a, a kind of a rebirth being washed of your sins in a river or in, in the ocean or a body of water. Uh, so it, it kind of like makes me wonder if he turned to God to help pull him out of his sinful ways. Cause that's a very common thing yeah. with a lot of drug abusers. They, they find Jesus and, and they cling to faith to pull them out of that, that dark area of their life. Yeah. This definitely like, this album is very, like, I guess circular? I don't know. There's yeah. parts of it where it's like, which is like trying to get out of addiction. You try mm-hmm. and you can fail and you try and you fail and you keep trying until it works. and Or hopefully until it works, I guess. <laughs> yes. that, that's that's the attempted end goal, I should say. Absolutely. And, uh, it this album I feel like illustrates that really well with it starting at, like you said, with him pulling his body out of the water with that rebirth. And then now he's, he's right back there. But the lyrics to this song to me seem like he's, this is his big chance. This is, this is the time that he's really going to go all in and do it. And it's going to work. And I mean, one of the lyrics in the or the whole chorus is no regrets, no compromise. Story will be told. Won't reject the cure this time. Let mm-hmm. this river flow. Which I was reading I was reading the lyrics and it says won't reject the cure. I always thought he said won't reject the call, but it could be either one. I don't know. Yeah. I'm get I guess the internet's probably right. It's probably is the <laughs> won't reject the cure this time. But uh it seems like this is his big time, which I know you need to go into every every sobriety attempt with that mindset mm-hmm. to and and hopes that it will work but this i don't know something about this feels bigger yeah no i agree and and as we said several times this track stands out on the album it's very much a change of pace and i think i think that lends itself to this being like 
some some last hurrah kind of attempt to to finally get out of the shit that he's been in. Well, it's it's the epitome of that kind of feeling, perhaps. Yeah, definitely. I'm glad you said it because I was about to say it, but I would have said it in a dumb way. Would you? Would you yeah. have segued to track number eight, epitome, in a different way? Yeah, probably. Because <laughs> considering I I can't, I don't know. I don't know what's up with me, man. Like, <laughs> I think it's just this album. It's like put me in a different. Listening to this album for a head yeah. for a whole week has kind of traumatizing. Like, <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, track number eight, Epitome. Uh, I didn't have a whole lot of notes on this one. It immediately has this kind of thick, groovy riff, and I dig it. I feel like I've heard this track before, at least sections of it before as well. Um, there's some weird dissonance happening in the verses between like the lead guitar and the rhythm guitar and maybe even the vocals that I can't quite place, but something that sounds a little bit off to me. Uh, there's a pretty cool solo-y section. They're, they're not really guitar solos necessarily, but lots of like building and layering on some cool like riffs and some licks and stuff, which I guess you could consider a guitar solo, but it, it seems different. It seems more rhythmic driven, I think. Yeah, this song, it's got that slower metal feel instead of like mm-hmm. the fast metal that's been, that came on like King of the Threshold. Right. And uh, I don't know. I, li- I like the feel of it. I didn't have too many notes either other than his voice sounds more raw, I guess, on this song i think yeah it's like i don't know if it's like he's trying to do an operatic thing but it sounds more unrefined mm-hmm. and uh the guitar solo just being sounds like almost trippy to me yeah they, they experiment with that a, a few times on this album and i really like it every time it pops up where they're just getting like a, a bit more spacey with it a bit more like proggy perhaps yeah yeah they do well I, I like their guitarist for sure Maybe, um, maybe they're in a few bands. I don't know which guitarist is the main dude. Yeah, me but. <laughs> uh, but lyrically, again, this one seems like he's struggling with addiction again. So I, I don't know if that last push of, of this time I'm going to get through it actually came to fruition. And that it, it seems like he's talking about how he loses to win, which kind of, to me, came across as him like giving in to his vices for a quick pick-me-up. And, and realizing that, like, yeah, it's, it's a win right now but it's a loss in the long term because it's obviously keeping him stuck in the cycle. Yeah, I definitely it it strikes me as it's like the fear of failure when you're trying so hard, I guess. Mm-hmm. And that's I don't know, just whenever you like put your all into something and it doesn't work out, which I mean is a feeling that given this album seems to be about or is about overcoming addiction. I'm sure that's a feeling that he's felt several times. Right. But yeah. Yeah. I think that fear is something that is discussed a bit more in the next track, mm-hmm. but it, yeah, it, it definitely makes sense to like kind of set the roots in here and then go into the, the next track, which is the Akuma afterglow. I'm glad you didn't try to segue that because I mean, it felt natural not to. So yeah. 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 Because well, yeah. I couldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> But this song, but, but it's yeah. it's no, no, you go, no. Oh, here we, here we go again. <laughs> we go. I was just going to say, song title only, before even talking about the, the actual song itself, I only knew of Akuma as a Street Fighter character. <laughs> uh, so I, I googled, apparently it's also like a, an evil Japanese fire spirit, which makes more sense with the song title. Yeah. But it's also the name that is assigned to Satan in Japanese Christianity. So perhaps, again, that religious thread's kind of bleeding through it all. You know... I think, yeah, that sounds right, especially if that might tie in with the whole, like, dragon, like, eastern-looking dragons on the album cover. Maybe that has, like, some tie-in. Maybe it's not Chinese, like I had said previously. You uncultured swine. I know, dude. Like, I don't... (laughs) I blame... You were were worried about being culturally insensitive, and yet here we are. We still end up being culturally insensitive. Well, just because I'm worried about it doesn't mean it won't happen. So I guess True. <laughs> we're people, we're flawed people. Okay. Yeah. Don't we're at me or, or at me, you know, yeah. I could use the company. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> even if it's that, just at, at, even if it's at. that, just at man, even if it's that, just at, we're going to uh, put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Sell it as merch. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. But this song, it ends like right off the bat. This song, I feel like sounds different than, everything else on the album mm-hmm. like it's got i don't know almost like a pop punk sound or something going on yeah. 
to me, like, the way, just the sound, I don't know if it's the sound, the mixing, or what, but it's got, like, kind of a reverby thing going on. Right, it's very floaty. Yeah, floaty, there we go. You know, I like that word. <laughs> but uh, well, You can't have it, it's my word. Yeah, okay, shit. Well, I gotta find a different <laughs> word. Well, I'll, I'll figure it out eventually. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it comes after the whole pop punk debacle thing at the beginning. It, debacle, it, whoa. <laughs> whoa <now. laughs> no, it's it's a good thing. I really like this song. But uh, it kicks back into the... It keeps that feel, but kicks back into the metal sound mm-hmm. that has been going on. And this will be the last time that I bring up vocal melody because I was already <laughs> going to do it. But uh-huh. his, his vocal melody in the chorus is just so good. Like it, it's catchy. Yeah. The, like the chorus. Ah, oh, it's, just, I don't know. Okay. I, yeah, I'll just stop right there. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I pretty much have the same feelings musically, at least uh, the, it's got that interesting intro with what, I don't know. I feel like there was like a synth involved Yeah, and in that with, with, introducing the melody and then when the the actual band comes in it the lead guitar picks up that melody so i don't know if it was an effect that was layered on the guitar or if it was actually just like a synth kind of a thing but i really like the that lead melody there um and of course the guitar solos there's it, it's in every track and they're, yeah. they're always they're always great i like it i like it a lot i will say it was so weird to listen to an album that has guitar solos on every track <laughs> yeah like We've been that, listening to a whole lot of not-guitar-solo-driven albums. It made me realize how long it's been since that was the type of music that I listened to, like, yeah. on a consistent basis. Where, like, that was just normal. It used to be, like, weird if a song didn't have a guitar solo, and now, like, when I, especially when I hear an album full of guitar solos, I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. Where, What time am I living in? <laughs> well, you're living in the year 2010 to 2011-ish. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> or I'm living in the year 2020 with clear access to music from every every decade. Well, that seems unlikely. Yeah. That seems that seems like something out of science fiction. Yeah, that's true. Very true. Uh, but lyrically, uh, this one, I feel like it's more of the same. He's talking about how maybe more in that, that fear that we mentioned in the last track. Just when he thinks he's finally put, put out the flames of his addiction... There's still some of those burning embers just beneath the surface waiting until he feels the safest to reignite the fire. Uh, at some point in the song, he says, I'm crashing down, nothing to keep. Without a sound, I wed the weak. When it turns out the enemy's loose, at the back of my mind, it's twisting the truth. And that section kind of makes me feel like maybe he knew all along that it wasn't over and that he was kind of fooling himself into believing that it was over just so he could fall back into it later, kind of setting himself up for failure in a way. Yeah, I... I definitely think so, like, because addiction isn't really something that you get over. It's kind of just like you learn to live with it. And this song, I feel like, does a very good job of speaking to that. I mean, the pre-chorus the the is, how long will I turn myself around this time? Can I revive? It's just like Mm -hmm. laying it out there. Like, I, I still feel the same feelings that I've always felt inside of me. So how, how long am I going to keep? How long am I going to be good this time? Like, I, I used to smoke cigarettes, as I pointed out in my glorious reliving of my (laughs) seventeen-year-old years, and I haven't for a very long time, like years now, Mm -hmm. and it's still like it's something that I live with. So, yeah, like it's like whenever I go out driving or whenever I am out on a nice fall day, it's still something that hits me with like an intensity. So right. I can only imagine what it would feel like for somebody who, like, at one point in the album he references pills, so I'm, I'm assuming yeah. that's what his drug of choice is, and I can only imagine how intense that would be if cigarettes linger like they do. Yeah, it, and it's, a th- like, that's why anytime you'll, you meet someone who had a drug addiction problem, uh, if, if they open up to you about it, they'll usually tell you, they'll be able to tell you exactly like how many months or how many years or, or a pretty good estimate yeah. of how long they've been clean because it's, it's omnipresent. It's always in their mind, even if they're not actively partaking in those things. It's, it's, 
it's not something that just goes away. You can't you can't just forget that your life was that at one point, and it's it's a struggle. Not that I know personally. Obviously, I have no experience with that shit. But I imagine that it's 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 so easy to fall back into it, yeah. even if you've been sober for so long. Like that, it's it's always just there lurking. Like I mean, it's it's the afterglow of of the flames that have been put out. There's yeah. still those kind of burning embers there that are they're easy to stoke back into a flame. You just have to kind of push it a little bit. Shit, man, that was very poetic. <laughs> and I've never had addiction, so uh, I apologize if I seem like I'm talking on my ass because I am. But I don't know. Maybe it's it's okay to be empathetic, and I need to say that it's okay for me to feel that way for people, even if that's not how it feels. It is, because it's better than you just being like, well, they fucking did it themselves. They're the one who <laughs> tried to do that, not even uh, thinking about the hardships in life that would... I mean, people drink all the time, and nobody's like, mm-hmm. you chose to drink! Yeah, Joey. <laughs> what, what are you drinking right now, Joey? I'm Water, you. actually. Water. No, what a- what a good man drinking water. Dude, gotta drink water. Gotta stay hydrated. It keeps. It's one of the healthiest things that you can do. Says the person who ate like two pieces of derby pie earlier. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got you got to balance. You know, it's all it's all about balance. Yeah. But uh, you know who else likes water? Dogs. Dogs. Dogs <laughs> lo- love water, man. So uh, that's a good way to to introduce and say, hey, here's here's the. The dog of Pavlov entering. This that, that was a stretch. That was. I, th- I feel like you could have set up the Pavlov part, but I also <laughs> couldn't have done it myself. So I don't know what I'm talking about. Inter dog uh, of Pavlov yeah. is uh, track number ten. I feel like I'm just going to go ahead and right off the bat say that I feel like the name of this song, kind of the thought behind this song, is such a good analogy for yeah. the feeling of addiction afterwards where it's like, I mean, the Pavlov's dogs were trained to, I don't know, expect a stimulus or expect something like a treat or some, something after like a specific sound was played. So it's like talks about how there's cues in your life that can instantly bring you right back to whenever you were using a drug or something, which this is another thing that gave me the parallel between the addiction and the nostalgia for this album, where I was like, this is my Pavlovian like <laughs> thing. I yeah. hear this song and I get taken back to it, but I just feel like it's such a good, I don't know, such a good metaphor or whatever, whatever that it's, it's not a metaphor, whatever the better an- word anal- is. Analogy. I, analogy. There we go. I'll, I'll stick with that. I don't know words right now. So yeah, that's fine. Uh, I do really enjoy this, this track. Uh, it's got like a super watery vibey intro. I really like the guitar tone and the layered feeling of it. Uh, and even when it kind of comes in with a band in the heavy death metal tone, I really like the sound of the riff. It just, it just, it sounds good to me musically, but uh, the first two minutes of the song are just kind of the space for guitars to float around and mm-hmm. experiment. And then there's this uh, industrial feeling build up that lead into the song with the vocals and stuff. And the lyrics immediately, have another biblical reference reference so i'm i'm pretty confident that there's some connection there with religion when he mentioned he says i think that he is the prodigal son yes which is uh, a story from the bible about a son taking his father's inheritance moving away partying the money away and then coming back and being surprised that his father still forgives him after wasting his his entire life's value essentially (laughs) yeah you know but addiction makes you crazy things not necessarily in the bible first because that dude wasn't addicted to anything he was just kind of just an asshole he's just an asshole but (laughs) But yeah i mean it it relates in that like it it feels like he is on on the right path to to once and for all in his addiction but he's also skeptical he's had many similar experiences before when he starts to feel like he's passed it in the past but then like a dog trained to salivate at the sound of a bell, he suspects he's not actually in the clear and he feels that it's going to be so easy for him to just dive back into it. Um, tying it into the, the prodigals, the prodigal son thing. I think it's him saying that he, he perhaps is thankful for the support system that he has and, mm-hmm. and the friends that are there helping him, even though he keeps going and, and fucking up and 
falling back to these addictions, he his his father, quote unquote, will always forgive him and and be there for him, which is it's it's good. People need those support systems, especially yeah. if they're dealing with something hard like that. Yeah, really, like you you almost can't make it through anything yeah. like life without a support system like that. Like I don't, you can, but man, is it rough. Yeah, like <laughs> to not have anybody, and this is. This is speaking from somebody who's really like I've always had a support system, but yeah. like being able to recognize how much that has helped, like all the things in my life that are good are almost owed in some way to the support system that I have. Yeah, so. for sure. I mean, we we talk about it a lot. We're like very fortunate in our upbringings. We're upper middle class white white boys you know like we we've, we've had a good life and part of that is because we've had family and friends there that'll like act as that support system which is super dank and super awesome and i feel like an asshole anytime i find out someone doesn't have that and i feel bad for them and i want to be that for them but that's 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 a discussion for another episode man we got like a whole season's <laughs> worth of content that we haven't made yet apparently <laughs> Yeah, well, that's maybe next year. You know, we're in we're into the end of the year. Yeah, uh, maybe next year we can we can double up maybe or, or alternate weeks of albums and stuff. But as for a discussion for us to have off, that's a discussion for another episode. <laughs> no, uh, overall, I like the a lot of the music and the riffage on this album. The guitar yeah. solos are great. Everything else, however, kind of feels generic or bland to me. Yeah. It's it's got the the same you know kill switch trivium bullet from a Valentine kind of stuff that doesn't really appeal to me as a whole. Don't get me wrong, I love me some kill switch engage yeah. and some some bullet from a Valentine from time to time, but uh, I don't know that that genre doesn't really cling to me. And while this album specifically does feel distinctly different at times, a lot of the album feels kind of forgettable to me. And yeah. lyrical content isn't necessarily something that resonates with me. And it just I don't know it came off as him just repeating the same themes over and over again which i get is kind of the point it's a cyclical it's not easy to break out of that cycle being an addiction and i don't i don't obviously don't have any experience with that but it doesn't mean i can't be empathetic with it like i said and it just yeah. i don't know i don't think this album is for me overall. yeah i i can understand that and honestly if if i had heard this album at a different point in my life I mean, obviously it wouldn't have had the impact it had, but I don't even know if I would really care too much for it. Right. But just everything, this is one of those anomalies where everything lined up so perfectly yes. for me that it just like, it had a huge impact on me. And mm -hmm. a lot of it is, there is a lot of sameness throughout this album, but it just continues to, like, like serotonin being forced into somebody's brain. Right. It uh it keeps hitting that button for me. Yeah, and I, I it's totally valid. Again, I don't I don't hate this album. I just think it's not not for me, at least not at this point in my life. Hopefully it, it never yeah, hopefully is never. relatable <laughs> to me. But uh yeah, I, I really enjoy the music on it. I enjoy the guitars uh specifically, but everything else just kinda I don't know. It it was kind of a miss, kind of a hit in, in some aspects, but it's okay. I'm sure we will have albums coming up that uh you feel the same way or at least indifferent to because you're not one to, to shit on things like I am. Yeah. I don't shit on anything really, <laughs> but uh, speaking of shitting on things, what are we listening to <laughs> next? Jeremy? Setting yourself up to be shit on Jeremy. What are we doing <laughs> next week? Uh, next week we're going to be discussing and listening to the album, the civil wars by the artist, the civil wars. Oh it's shit. Self self-titled album. Um, I hope you haven't listened to this, right? I haven't. I think Alyssa okay. likes this band, but I've okay. never listened to them. Cool. Well, they're kind of like this Americana, kind of bluegrassy, folksy kind of kind of deal. So total change of pace from the Soilwork album, but it feels right. It's a good good kind of wintry fall album. So uh, keeping in, in that theme, I really like this album, and I actually listened to it a little bit this past week, and I was like, yeah, this is this is the time for that album. Hell yeah! Um, but it's pretty. Pretty good, in my opinion. I can't wait for Joey to shit on it just out of spite for me shitting <laughs> on, on soil work. No, if it's out of spite, it'll be for you shitting on that Hell album. It's <laughs> <laughs> never going to go away. It's never going away. <laughs> uh, but until then, uh, you guys can hit us up on our social media stuff. We're at Feedback Loop 
podcast at FBL podcast everywhere. Just, just search feedback loop podcast and you'll be able to find us. We're, we're everywhere. We're all over every website on the internet. As long as those websites are Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, <laughs> yeah. YouTube, Spotify. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you know what I mean when I say everything. Obviously, I don't mean literally everything. Yeah. We're speaking but, in hyperbole here. Hyperbole, indeed. <laughs> is that, I think uh, that's the word. That is. That okay. is. Uh, it, it's also the word that, that these people right here that, that I'm addressing indirectly by talking to you about them should uh, stay on feedback. Bye.